Good morning, campers, and welcome to the podcast, <laughs> Mondays with Mike and Mary. I'm Mike. And I'm Mary. And that's why we call it <laughs> Mondays with Mike and Mary. This is our chance to reflect <laughs> back on our most recent R-squared coaching calls and pick out some highlights for you. I love doing this, but I want to start by saying this. You look so pretty this morning. Oh, brother. Thank you, dear. <laughs> okay. Do you have a parade of techniques for us? I do. Oh, I can't wait. It's an echo of Floyd Wickman. You know, it's pretty neat when Floyd teaches us things and then we feed back to other people what those things are. And here's what it here's the the formula for happiness per from Floyd Wickman. It's pretty cool. So three things you gotta have to be happy. Number one, someone to love. Number two, something to do. And number three, something to look forward to. Someone to love, something to do, and something to look forward to. And in the Wickman family, we call those LFTs, meaning look forward to's. And so we say to one another, what's your LFT? And I had a team that went around the horn and said, these are my LFTs coming up. And that's pretty neat, too, because when you express what your LFTs are to one another, first of all, it reinforces them in your own mind, right? But secondly, we can get involved in each other's lives and hold one another accountable or understand, you know, hang in there. It's coming, you know. So yeah. LFTs. Love it. And at the same time. Remember, because I've just had three LFTs consecutively yes. in three consecutive weeks. Yes. It's really important to set some new ones. Yes. When the ones you've just experienced, are, you're still basking in the glow. Yes. Right? Absolutely. It's just like goals. And these are personal parts of your life, too. It's okay to have an LFT in your work, of course, but you have to make sure you also have an LFT in your personal life, in your family life. Are you getting the people that love you involved in those LFTs? They got to be part of it. You betcha. The key to happiness, the formula for happiness. All right, what's your Pareto Techniques today? Well, one of the reasons I love R-squared so much is because our folks have so much experience and are willing to share their perspectives because, you know, it's that global perspective, that cross-country perspective. That's how you get objective advice, and that's how you get new ideas from different markets because people experience different market conditions at different times. That's right. So there's always somebody going through what you've been through or what there's somebody who's been through what you're going through, uh -huh. vice versa. <laughs> and the headlines in the last few weeks have been, here's what to look for in the next recession. Yeah. You know, like it's a, it's a foregone conclusion that we're going to have one. Um, Isn't it? I don't think so. Well, here's I don't what mean, I think. is it pending? I don't yeah. mean... Is it pending? No, it's what the headlines are saying. Yes. You know, like the USA Today wants to whip everybody into a panicked frenzy. That's their, That's how they sell advertising space. Right. Yeah. And newspapers. Yeah. But I do believe this. Global economic uncertainty is a permanent fact of life. Period. That's just something we got to live with. And you don't, you don't make progress by trying to hold on to the old. You make progress by creating the new and creating your own business. And so what someone said on Friday, and I just love this, is here's the perspective to take. 
we are experiencing recessions in our business all the time. It's boom and bust. It might be one week recession. It might be a one month recession. Uh, sometimes we call them slumps. But the perspective is it's not going to last. And what's so bad about a recession, right? What happens? Uh, you remember Clemenza telling Michael and the Godfather when they're going to war with the other five families. You know, these things have to happen every five years, every 10 years. Gets rid of the bad blood. So it's, it all depends on how you look at it. Um, I think our students have a tendency to do way better than most people in a down market. You know that's, it. That's when you grab market share away from the competition because we're equipped to handle it. So let's not fear a recession. Let's just understand they come and go. Absolutely. And yeah. that's what I meant when I said, well, don't you think it is pending? Because we are going to have a recession. When? I, I mean, I'm not trying to sell newspapers here, you know, yeah. but we will have an, a recession. And then, by the way, after the recession, things will get better. Oh, and then there'll be another one. And I yep. think that's kind of what you're saying, right? And economists have predicted 16 of the last three recessions. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> so no point in us getting our uh, socks in a twist, right? All right. I Ask have, the experts. I have one. Here we go. All right. So I've got a student who said, what do I do about a non-communicative agent? Now, is this is a pretty small marketplace. Everybody knows everybody. The agent's broker happens to be the sister of this agent. So, you know, like where you maybe say, well, go to the broker and throw her under the bus, get uh, the problem solved. This well, is somebody that's probably who's a co-broker who's not communicating yeah, with you. Like, yeah, like I'm sure this is the only time this ever happened. <laughs> and actually, that's why I decided to share this as the expert's question, because I think we are all faced with this on occasion. It might even be continuously. If you've got a whole bunch of deals pending, there's one agent co-op agent who could do be doing a better job so the the ask the experts question was what do i do and boy was there a list of great advice so i'm just going to rattle them off one is in your subject line write urgent in capital letters and then third request urgent third request all right yeah and then listen to this add in all the parties so you're not just sending this to the other agent. You include the mortgage company, maybe the broker, your broker, maybe the buyers and the sellers, depending on what it is. You know, we need to get that inspection. We need to get the appraiser in or there whatever are it is. other people who have a stake in getting this closed. You I bet. I have heard you say that before. <laughs> yes. And get that peer pressure working on your behalf. Here's, a, here's a, an idea someone had that's wonderful. Give specific deadlines. Rather than just requesting something, say, by noon tomorrow. Um, send an email, but then follow up with text, because not everybody reads email. And this agent was trying to create an email history, a chain of conversations. But what if you've got an agent that's not paying attention to email, but does respond to text? How many times have we seen this with our clients? Mm -hmm. We send nine emails in a row over a few weeks, and then you text them one day and they get back to you immediately. <laughs> so, yep. yep. Create a paper trail is what they're saying. I like that. Well, except there's no paper, but yeah. A digital paper a trail. A digital trail, right? Like, what can I do to make this better? What mm -hmm. if that was the text? And then pretend it's your fault. And there was quite a bit of conversation about being, I think that's really called 
self-deprecating, right? Like taking responsibility, even though it's not your fault, even though you've done nothing wrong. That's you, extreme ownership. You say things like, I must, I must have done something wrong. I, I hope I haven't dropped a ball here or something like that. But I thought that was great advice, and hopefully it will be of use to our friends at home. Michael, you have an Ask the Experts question. I just know it. And I want to preface it by, by juxtaposing two comments from the same student. Okay. And in July, this student said, I've become lazy on purpose. It's July. Okay. In August, this student said, have you noticed a shift in the market? Have things slowed down? Oh. Is this just an August thing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it's not. But here was the question. Are you noticing that days on market are expanding? That listings are sitting on the market longer than they were six months ago, for instance? And I think that's pretty common across the country. So my Ask the Experts question is, I want to up my game in terms of photography. Oh. Because we got to sell a house virtually before we get the buyers into it, actually. And now we have time. Yeah. Because the market time is a little bit longer. So if I want to up my game in terms of photos on my listings, what would your best advice be? Oh. And the first thing was use a professional photographer. Oh, yeah. You know, you're not that good. You might think you are, but the professionals know our business, know their business better than we know their business. And they know the certain techniques and lighting and yes. Well, I was just going to say in some markets, that's standard SOP, right? Mm -hmm. But in some market, some markets, it's not. Right. Second advice was use a drone, get drone photographs. Now, one agent said, especially if it's a lake property or land, uh, whenever land acreage is uh, along with it, but a drone shot might become normal, state of the art now. Uh, the third piece was um, open that box that has the Matterport in it that you just spent $4,000 for and learn how to use it because that creates a virtual experience that literally is selling houses online without even physical showings. That's how good that Matterport experience is with that camera. Would you spell that? I believe it's matter and port. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Those two words put together. Uh, Facebook is a great place to post photos of your home. Instagram and their cross-platform because, you know, Facebook owns Instagram. Yep. Much to Instagram's chagrin. Uh, HomeSnap. Uh, get a professional comments writer. Oh, because hmm. there are professional writers out there who are kind of better at writing um, ad copy than we are. Uh, best advice, less is more. More than 10 photographs, people turn off. Fewer than seven, they think something's wrong. You know, like I heard a guy talking about, I'm looking at apartment buildings, and there were six photographs, five of them of the outside of the building and one of the stove. So I kind of wonder, what does the rest of the apartment look like? Yeah. Yeah. So if yeah, be judicious in your choice of photographs and remember that fewer is more, or as some people say, less is more. 
I think 10 is kind of the magic number. It's kind of the sweet spot for number of photographs that buyers are willing to look at and pay attention to without thinking there's not enough here for me to make a judgment. And finally, there's a program called virtual staging that can make a room look like what it would look like if human beings lived in it, you know, that cared about decorating and cleanliness and uncluttering, etc. That's a, another way. Here's what this home could look like. You know, so if you want to up your game in terms of the photos, there's some great advice from a great team. I love it. That's good. Well, I hope you got something today. Something you can use, something you can share with someone. And uh, stay sharp. Let's go get some listings. It's time. And thanks for all those texts and Facebook posts and, and thank yous from all of you who are listening. And if you really like this, clue a friend in. Let them, let them know that every Monday they get some uh, bits of wisdom from Mike and Mary. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. 